I'm Allie Gerfs. And I'm Julia Prescott. And, and everything's, everything's coming up, Simpsons. This episode is brought to you by Free Trampoline! Trampopoline! Trampopoline! We are also brought to you by, sure, why not, Homerland, where you can find Trampoline World, (laughs) Muckville, USA, and The Mattress Adventure. It smells funny in here. No, Mm, it doesn't. No, it doesn't. Um, We are also brought to you by, um, got so many things, but I'm just going to jump to, uh, you know, your friend and ours, Mm -hmm. uh, Troy McClure. Oh, yes. Who you may remember uh, from such uh, self-help films as ones that I can find in my notes. Get Confident, Stupid. Yeah. That is absolutely, aside from Christmas Ape Goes to Summer Camp, Get Confident, Stupid Get confident, is my number stupid. one. That's really good. You know what? Let's just stop there. Get Confident, Stupid. We're brought to you by, so thank you so much. Thank uh, you one so of our much, sponsors. Troy McClure and Get Confident, Stupid. Yeah. You know what, guys? How about we talk about this episode? I would love to. <laughs> we are talking about the episode Bart's Inner Child. This is the seventh episode of the fifth season of The Simpsons. It originally aired on November 11th, 1993. It was written by George Meyer, mm-hmm. directed by Bob Anderson. Uh-huh. And the showrunner at the time was David Merkin. Where you Merkin heads Where at? Where you Merkin heads Gotta at, get baby? Those Merks. <laughs> Quick story about David Merkin that's not really about David Merkin. I grew mm-hmm. up with a young woman named Jennifer Merkin. Mm. And I distinctly remember like my mom picking me up from a sleepover at house and talking to the dad and being like, are you? <laughs> Was what? he? Do you? Was he? No. Oh. But like, why did my mom ask? Because she knew his <laughs> name wasn't David. <laughs> I just remember, I remember even being a, like, just being like, oh, that but <laughs> so Jennifer Merkin, maybe they're a distant relative. Who knows? Sorry, Jennifer. Sorry, Jennifer. Okay, I'm so excited to bring our guest into the room. I can't wait for him to come inside the room where he's currently not in. He's yeah. He's well. Let's just get into it. You know him uh, from Inside Jokes on Amazon Prime. Mm-hmm. He's also one of the fresh new faces of JFL. So fresh. 2018. So face. JFL, of course, stands for Just for Laughs Festival, which is, I would say, like the best top comedy festival in the world. It's a huge honor. It's a big honor. Very big deal. And you also know him from his weekly comedy show, uh, The Golden Hour Comedy Show, local to L.A., which I'm sure he will tell you more about so you can go and see him in person. And touch his denim shirt. Whoa. Woo. Please welcome to the show, Simon Gibson. Hey. Simon. <laughs> I there. walked in the room very fast. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. <laughs> 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 Up the stairs. Woo. <sighs> Tell us more about the shirt. <laughs> oh, this old denim thing? <laughs> well, I was telling the producer earlier, got it at uh, Target. <laughs> 20 bucks, mm-hmm. gave him 80. So, Whoa. Yeah. Earlier seems, it was 50. Right, right, right. People don't know what that you treat. just heightened that joke they didn't hear, but you did. And yeah. I will give you credit for it. And that was for y'all. That's for, Thank you that's for so much. Y'all and me. Y'all and me. <laughs> Is that our new podcast name? Yeah. I'm starting a podcast y'all called me. Y'all and Me Need Company. Uh, yes, bitch. Sorry. 
<laughs> it's going to be a silly one. Uh, if you are not prepared for a silly episode, get the um, fuck out. Get the mm. fuck out. Um, <laughs> get out your cars. Some are sillier than others. We know how it is in the whole Simpsons podcast planet. Um, but but I think we're going to get silly. And I think that that is appropriate because this episode is so joke heavy. It's very silly. Wall to wall. Walls. Um, when I, at least, and, and maybe Allie, this is your process too, we don't mm-hmm. watch the episodes together. That Which is something fucking needs to change. needs to change. Um, but I, I think it's because we don't live in the same house. And we don't mm. really like each other. Ah, it's all just, <laughs> you know, a facade. But anyway, um, <laughs> for our corporate sponsors <laughs> who force us to be here, um, I often take notes when I'm watching the episode and... You can tell it's a joke-heavy episode because I'm just constantly like, okay, this one and this one and this one, and, and then I just give up at a certain point. Yeah. You just need to download the script at that point because yeah, you're writing truly. actually every single line. Yeah. Yeah, we talk a lot about Freaky Act, and Freaky Act helped me, though it didn't help me <laughs> look it up uh, in the moment, but uh, to find out you know, certain key Troy McClure lines um, that were just so great, great. Uh, we'll get into <laughs> it later. <laughs> yeah. And this can of fortified wine. Yeah, that's it, baby. Yeah, there's a whole... I mean, what I love about this episode is that there are, like... There's a story within a story. Like, there are multiple episodes happening at the same time. I mean, it's like same three time. episodes yeah, crammed like, into one. I could watch a whole episode of just Troy McClure and this self-help guru and their misadventures. And oh, yeah. how... Troy is resistant to change, but there for the free wine. <laughs> Absolutely. And um, uh, Simon and I were talking about this a little bit as we were approaching the space, but while we left him outside, of course, uh, for the intro, the mm-hmm, guests are not course. allowed inside yes. the room. Yeah. Uh, but I couldn't believe, and we say this a lot, but I couldn't believe that this episode is still available. We are so far into this podcast. It's an Albert Brooks episode. I was shocked. I know. What the hell? Yeah. Albert Brooks... Uh, let's talk about him real quick. What is everybody's connection to him? How you feel about them, Brooks? Uh, Albert Brooks is the funniest man to ever live. I yeah. he's my number one comedy guy. I think I I really still want to dress up as his for Halloween one year. I'm going to do his bit of the ventriloquist dummy. So there is a really great clip on YouTube that you must watch. But he has an amazing ventriloquist bit, and I have a now two-year-old daughter who by next year will be old enough for oh, me to good. put into the little outfit and have oh, them my ventriloquist dummy. But yes, at least for... daughter, I have a <laughs> sister. I was about to lose my mind right now. <laughs> like, Ali's chill is so strong that she has given birth, raised a daughter, Smilf style, and never mentioned it Julia, once. you can't just bring Smilf into things. I know. Julia texted me the other day, and she's like, I like Smilf. <laughs> I'm a Smilf girl now. But um, Smilfy, I love you. Uh, I don't have a daughter. Uh, but you but have a sister. If I did, I wouldn't wait three years for her to do a costume with me. It would be like instant. I know. It would be immediately like, you're Albert Brooks, and you're... You're my daughter, but your name is Albert Brooks. Yes. yes. That's my connection. I just am a huge, huge fan. Everything he's ever done is perfect. I have a... Actually, I always talk about OkCupid, but that was what was the most prevalent when I was single and dating back when, and then, you know, I didn't... And then I met people in the real world. But anyway... Um, I had my message me if section was if you're young Albert Brooks, because it's like to me, he's the quintessential ideal of of romance. Like he's just it for me. Yeah. What yeah. about you, Simon? Well, same thing. I would say he's 
also my daughter and uh, <laughs> the quint and the romance. You know, my daughter romance. is uh, romance. Albert yeah. Brooks, uh, yeah. true romance. I mean, hey. I'm ash- I'm ashamed to say I'm not as I'm not as familiar uh, as Allie, but uh, I mean that character. Uh, it's his recurring characters on The Simpsons. They're the funniest. I, I mean, they're the yeah. funniest, and it's almost you know as he's as integral to to the show as you know uh, Phil Hartman. I think in I think absolutely. in a lot of ways, uh, all of my favorite characters. I'm just like, oh my god. Yeah, because yeah. even though he's not um, in as many as Phil Hartman, like the 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 importance of the characters that he has done are just just mind-blowing because like everyone i think most people would agree that you only move twice is one of the best uh simpsons episodes if not even like for, top five yeah even for like non <laughs> I love, people i love that one yeah well i i, I think first that... of all it's uh scorpio not scorpion <laughs> <laughs> thank you mr scorpion <laughs> yeah no i think that that one that one truly transcends um you know like the fan fans and the casual viewers of the simpsons um and I feel like because it, it should have been a movie. And what I really like about Albert Brooks when he voices characters on the show is that he adds there's like a texture to his voice acting that is different than like it, there's something that's very warm about it, which I think, you know, helps when he is acting in his own work. And if you like look at a movie like, um, you know, real life and is it modern romance? I think I said true romance, which is no, a no, that's a, uh, very th- different. And movie. then uh, it's actually funny. I, I don't think I told you that I met Penelope Spiris over the weekend, oh, wow. uh, and uh, obviously she uh, directed um, Real Life, mm-hmm. um, which is crazy. And Wayne's World, and Wayne's World, of course. Yeah. But in terms of Albert Brooks movies, right, 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 crazy. I didn't know that. I watched it as a kid, and I had no idea that like my woman hero director did that. Mm-hmm. But anyway, yeah, I well, just needed to brag. Of course, brag. Yeah, um, I think Albert Brooks, when you have an episode of The Simpsons where he's acting in it, um, it is, I think, like going, you just instantly know it's going to be a very special episode because, you know, everything that I've read about his connection with the people that were making the show around this time is that it was like this club of, you know, fellow comedy people that just respected the hell out of each other. Mm -hmm. So in order for them to write a story that they felt worthy for him to come by and like add, you know, his comedy to, you just know that it's already upped to like this higher echelon of quality. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, yeah. So, so Simon, what about this episode uh, aside from Albert Brooks? uh, It makes it one of your favorites. What do you love about it? about it yeah well just you know someone who grew up in in just kind of the right place at the right time when these episodes were being shown all the time uh i mean there's there's things that i quote from this episode all the time you know albert brooks when he's like uh there's no trick to it it's just a simple trick (laughs) i mean i say that to myself all the time and it's so subtle that there's no trick to it it's just a simple trick (laughs) <laughs> it's so, so subtle good. that I don't think people would necessarily know that it's even a Simpsons thing, and they probably just think you're very brilliant. Yeah, or the uh, you know, oh my god, <laughs> when he sees the when yeah. Homer trampoline. sees the yeah trampoline and yes, and just uh, you know when he's like, no, you don't. That trampoline is mine. <laughs> just mm-hmm. running a car off the road. <laughs> There's a lot of great voice acting beyond just um, Albert Brooks in this, but off of like Homer when he you know, first goes to get the free trampoline from Mm -hmm. Krusty. I really (laughs) loved this exchange. Um, And, you know, 
not to jump into our beat by beat analysis of the episode, but um, when Homer goes to Krusty's house, <laughs> yeah. he rings the doorbell and seltzer sprays in his face. <laughs> but he does it more and he does it more and more and more and more. And, and he's then just like bathing in it. Bathing <laughs> in it. Yeah. Krusty opens the door. Hey, that seltzer ain't free. <laughs> and uh, he goes, you here for the trampoline? And then this is Homer's <laughs> line read is so great. What's the deal. <laughs> like, I'm phasing it out. I'm going to do a lot of dirty limericks. Yes, yes. Dirty limericks. And then there once was a man named Minus. I don't know what he's <laughs> Enos. Yeah, Enos. Yeah, it's so great. Uh, I We sometimes uh, get into it, but more often don't. But I just wanted to mention some of the other episodes that um, Bob Anderson directed, just yes. because sometimes it's fun to look at kind of like, okay, what makes this episode special? What makes this episode mm-hmm. special? And you find out, actually, the director. Um, so right. some of the episodes that he did, uh, obviously, Bart's Inner Child, that's the first one he directed, uh, Sweet Seymour Skinner's Badass Song. Oh, oh that's another. Lisa on Ice. Mm. Bart's Comic. Comet. Lisa on Ice. Mm-hmm. Bart's one Comet. Two Dozen and One Greyhounds. Uh, Hurricane Nettie, Homer versus the 18th Amendment. It goes on, and it really, those are all episodes that stand out to me as, as, ha- as having kind of like, um, I don't know, there's like a, it's hard to describe it, there's kind of like a bounciness, a weirdness, like those yeah. things all kind of push things either literally outside of the Simpsons' home. You get an ice rink, you get a diff- you go to the Flanderses, you go to the different places, but they're all heightened in a very yeah. cartoony way, and this episode obviously has some, some very literal references to cartoons uh, oh, and the yeah. animation style, and which is so fun. They always do really great cinematic references. There's a really great uh, cinematic reference uh earlier in in the episode um that is like i mean it jolts you almost out of like the tone of the scene but in a really good way it pluses it and i think that you know a lot of that comes from the writing but before we jump into you know our step-by-step you know kind of beat-by-beat analysis uh why don't we read the synopsis from Wikipedia? Ice cold? Ice mm. cold, yeah. Okay. Yeah, that's right, Alan. All Ice right. cold. I think I'm in. Okay. In the episode. Mm-hmm. Good start. Mm-hmm. Marge finally realizes that she's no fun. Now, I don't like the way that this starts. I think, fuck you. Finally realizes. As if it's a truth. Ah. Uh, like we've if, been waiting. Yeah, like, oh, thank God, Marge. Unless it says... I think I'm going to get very defensive of Marge in this unless episode. Unless it says Marge finally re- realizes she's horny Marge. Get out of here. I was going to say, and, until unless it says Marge finally realizes she's that she's shit. been sitting on an ice cream sandwich, <laughs> that's a fact that is irrefutable. That's not... But she doesn't. But she doesn't. Anyway, <laughs> oh, I'm already mad at this nerd. In the episode, Marge finally realizes that she's no fun due to her excessive nagging and seeks help from the self-help guru, Brad Goodman, who uses Bart's irreverent attitude as a new example of how people should behave. The entire town of Springfield begins to act like Bart, who at first enjoys things but begins to feel that his role as a troublemaker is usurped. During the inaugural do-what-you-feel festival, (laughs) several things go wrong and the town decides to stop acting like Bart. I really like how moralist that was like um, by the end of the full book report. Uh, I like how moralistic this episode is without it being preachy in a way that is unbecoming. Yeah. And in a way, it's, it was kind of I mean, you could all the stuff that he was talking about is kind of this whole self-love, self-care movement that's really just about. I mean, not just, but it's kind of like an excuse to be a jerk. Mm-hmm. And uh, yeah. 
And self-importance and entitlement and exactly not being considerate of other people's uh, boundaries or or feelings. <laughs> not falling into the shame spiral yeah. or the shame rainbow. What was it? <laughs> oh yeah, the the well. There's like the there's a lot of self-helpy terms that are being like uh, made fun of here. It was because it was kind of you know it was in the the nineties when the early nineties mid nineties when that was kind of uh, having its thing, and now it's. It almost foretold the resurgence to yeah. because it was like, okay, what's going on right now? Let's kind of make make it a little more exaggerated and ridiculous. Mm-hmm. And now some of the stuff that he was saying, That's it's very like, real. I've seen this in Echo Park. Yeah. Oh, yeah. Am Absolutely. I right? <laughs> what am I, Silver Lake over here. Whoa, more regional humor. Yeah. I need it. Yeah. Throw in a crystal shop. Uh, we got to. <laughs> no. uh, in addition to the um, self-help stuff, uh, another very 90s thing, I think. And, you know, this has existed throughout time in some way or another. But the idea of um, your identity uh, and and how important it is to kind of be the only person who kind of does what you do. I saw that happen a lot on Nickelodeon shows. There's an episode where everybody starts dressing like Doug um, in in. Doug. And uh, it really... Wow, that was a real cliffhanger. Thank you. Uh, I was waiting with bated breath for you to finish I should that have sentence. Cut to the, I should have cut to the break in between that. But, uh, Everyone starts dressing like Doug and all that. Uh, what? In Roundhouse? But uh, it's something where you know, everyone's kind of, uh, you know, Doug heads will remember this, but everyone starts, <laughs> everyone's wondering like, you know, uh, you know, you're just dressing like all of us. How can you prove it? And he has like a whole closet of his Doug outfits. And right. Finally, everyone <laughs> goes back to being normal and they're just like, oh, that outfit is so last season. And it's just kind of mm-hmm. a similar episode that, of course, The Simpsons did better. But I love that episode. And it's something that I've also seen in Hey Arnold and different types yeah. of shows. Mm. Uh, it's funny. Uh, I do think that there are themes like that uh, that happen on every show that exists. And mm-hmm. The Simpsons always does it in the way where it's kind of making fun of that if they didn't originate it. Well, I think that even though this is, um, you know, a story that includes, it starts with the adults and then goes to the kids. But I think that that is like a particularly um, relevant theme for kids in sort of seeking identity and having it be in superficial things like clothing and, you know, certain behaviors. Because you've no idea what the world is. And so you're just clinging to any clue of how to individuate yourself from, you know, the flock. And I really like how this episode explores the dangers of that. The dangers of it in like a pro and con way, I guess. Yeah. Also the dangers of trampolines. Oh my God. Let's get back to (laughs) it. We could talk about that. uh. Yeah. Did you guys guys have a trampoline going up? No. I did not. My cousins did, and they were always injured. So, (laughs) (laughs) from this trampoline. My cousins have a trampoline now. And I was just visiting with them um, over the holidays and like they there's not a second of the day that if there's like a, a trampoline eligible minute, they mm-hmm. are seizing it. <laughs> oh, yeah. And not once did I go, do I dare? No. Yeah. Uh, that's very funny. I <laughs> yeah. uh, I believe I've talked about on the podcast that I grew up with a gigantic trampoline. Santa gave it to me and my mom. Wow. Oh, nice. Mom, try to get rid of it when I was. 13 years old and what? still believed in Santa Claus. What? Um, she was just like, oh, I'm uh, I'm getting rid of it. 
you know, we bought it for you anyway. I'm just like, <laughs> bitch, Santa bought it for me. It's like, if you're old enough to say bitch to your mom, like, you should not still believe in Santa Claus. Uh, I was very bratty I about it. I heard Santa yeah. say bitch all the time. Yeah. <laughs> um, I do. I did. Sorry. Oh, no, no, no. I was just going to say that I also brought a little trampoline to Mad Magazine, and it was immediately confiscated. Uh. What? Immediately. And I was so mad. How? Uh, I, you don't go to school there. Thank you. <laughs> I, uh, I, I wear flip-flops, whatever you want. <laughs> thank you. I brought my little uh, trampopoline. And I had a little sign that I printed out that says, like, by jumping on the trampoline, you promise not to sue me if you get injured. And uh, I came in and um, uh, these two people, I won't name them, uh, but they're very interesting characters uh they marty and elaine kind from of the dresden let's call them marty and elaine okay so elaine kind of runs the building and marty is kind of like a goblin that works there <laughs> like oh is a groundskeeper he's very I hope nice you're pitching this to disney afterwards very nice if he's listening i love yeah. that guy but let's just say he's a goblin and mm-hmm. so basically um i uh i go i get there and they're just like waiting for me to get to work and they're just like Hi, um, you can't have a trampoline here. And I was just like, oh, actually, they didn't even say that. They said, what is this? And I said, a, a trampoline? And then he's like, and why is it here? I'm just like, for fun. And I actually, when they asked why, I said, because, well, the Simpsons had a pogo stick at Mad Magazine, and I thought it'd be fun if I had a trampoline, and it's just funny. Yeah. I don't know. <laughs> and uh, they kind of said, like, well, people could get injured. And I was like, I have a sign. And, and then the and then uh, the person, Marty, uh, holds up the sign, and it's crumpled in his fist. And then he was what? Just, and then wow. he said, this sign? <laughs> and then I was just like, oh. Oh, boy. And now we keep it. Well, I hope they're not listening. But now we keep it in our little storage room so we could jump in there if we want to in private. What? That is. But isn't hell? that not? That's the, nuts. And I got to say, mad. Marty and Elaine from the Dresden would never they would do that. Never they would do that. They would let you trampoline they on the have, piano they while have a some random stranger sings with jazz. their uh, <laughs> swinging friends on that trampoline. Uh, listeners. Uh, uh, like, <laughs> jump away. Sweep. Uh, We've been here for a hundred years. <laughs> <laughs> they really have. Uh, listeners, go ahead and look at Marty and Lane uh, during this break because oh uh, yeah. they are so interesting. You know mm-hmm. from Swingers, but they're real people. I was yeah. just there on Friday and oh. they were rocking it until two until closing. Well, That's I think amazing. that people, if they don't, if you think that this is super regional, I mean, you are correct, but then uh, there's. Also, a way that Marty and Elaine have, has touched your life because um, on uh, SNL, when Will Ferrell and Anna Gasteyer are both uh, cast members, their like two band sketch that they kept doing the recurring characters oh, of like yeah. Yeah. them being on the Casio piano and singing together is based on is Marty and Elaine. On, oh my god! Yeah. Wow. So, uh, so, so look let, up that too. Let's uh, let's all uh, look it up and raise a glass to Marty yes. and Elaine during this break. Salute. Mm. Have you ever watched a movie so bad you just needed to talk to somebody about it? Well, here at the Flop House, we watch a bad movie and then talk about it. Yeah, you don't have to do anything. We'll watch it and we'll talk it. We do the hard work. Featuring the beautiful vocal talents of Dan McCoy. Stuart Wellington. And me, America's Rascal, Elliot Kalin. New episodes every other Saturday at MaximumFun.org or wherever you get your podcast, dude. Bye-bye. Bye-bye. Oh. I had a wonderful break.
break Me thinking too. about Marty and Elaine. <laughs> yes. Uh, so let's get into this episode. There's so many amazing moments, and we're kind of just going to go through in order. Mm-hmm. Um, but basically, uh, I I just love the the simplicity of Bart is making faces at Lisa. Mm-hmm. And uh, Homer, who's supposed to be parenting immediately, <laughs> making the exact same, <laughs> exact same faces. <laughs> yeah. Stupid animals. Yeah. <laughs> Trying to trick poor cat and dog. Um, <laughs> the trampoline is, has always been one of my favorite moments. It is excellent on Frankiac to make a, a gif of it because Homer's uh, pupils go in opposite directions. Yeah. Um, like a Marty Feldman type thing. And it is so insane. I also just like <laughs> the super of the newspaper and how base and bare bones the yeah. ad for the trampoline. <laughs> what, what is the... Wait, the Salvation Army is giving away 60 soiled mattresses, or what was it? The men's yeah. shelter? Yeah. Uh, and you had mentioned earlier that Homer, uh, like, basically kills a man to go get this trampoline as he's oh, driving. my God. He's driving so recklessly. Oh, my God. I laughed so hard. <laughs> that physical comedy <laughs> fucking got me. No, yeah. you don't. That trampoline's mine. And just, I mean, it... <laughs> with his, just the desperation of him, like, knocking over all those garbage cans, just sprinting up to the house. Like, I it's love going it. to be gone. I love, I love moments like that, both in animation and live action, where it's just so... So absurd and yeah, cartoony of just like flipping a table or doing. It's like I love how in this episode it just turns into the French Connection for like two seconds <laughs> over a fucking trampoline. Uh, let's actually hear the clip just because I love how Homer says it. Me so too. Uh, let's roll that clip. Ah, uh, the Daily Newspaper. Ooh, the Springfield Men's Shelter is giving away sixty soiled mattresses. Why do you read that free column, Homer? They never have anything good. <gasps> Oh my god! What is it? Trampoline! Trampoline! He said, what now? Please don't bring home any more old crutches! <laughs> I best. love it. Oh my god. Oh my don't god. bring home any more old crutches. <laughs> also, poor Lisa is terrified. She's like, what is it? <laughs> She's so scared god, someone died. Oh my god. <laughs> I mean, um, oh, I just. Uh, I, I, of course, love that uh, Krusty is, is very menacing and, and kind of, uh, you know, just like, yep, it's all yours. It's all yours. <laughs> uh, and I love uh, kind of just like the very simple, you're getting a look of Bart's life of just like, you're a good dog, aren't you? And then I was we, thinking about that too because he's such so a, a hellraiser. But then he's just he's just sitting there, just, just being nice to an animal. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. He loves his uh, man's best friend. Yeah, and so uh, you know Homer's jumping uh, on the trampoline. We can see that through the window, mm-hmm. and uh, I love Lisa kind of saying just like this. This almost makes up for years of shaky parenting. This one gesture, almost, yes. Um, and I love Lisa saying, "I'm going to have my wedding here." Yes, so kid logic. I mean, I, so yeah, th- there's such great kid logic that surrounds. I mean, a trampoline is such an emotional thing for a child. Um, I mean, as we see in Rod and Todd, each uh, leap brings <laughs> us closer to God. But there is something very visceral about when you are a kid jumping on a trampoline and you want to. I remember having a lot of friends that were like, "We're gonna have a camp out on this trampoline. Oh my god, we're gonna sleep on it." I slept under it all the time. Yeah, did you? I, I, but my did you wake up with, like, frost? Hell, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. 
Yeah, that's part of the catch. Yeah. <laughs> it's so fun. Before, Are you me? before true crime podcasts were all the rage, um, I think a lot of parents uh, let their kids sleep in the backyard on a trampoline. I'm not so sure that fun. happens as much anymore. Well, my daughter, uh, <laughs> Albert yes. Brooks, is going to sleep on the trampoline every night. Um, I love that in Homer's adventure. Like his his most wild adventurous dreams. Yes. Somebody's still gonna question. Someone says it smells funny. <laughs> yes. Little house that this is always in one of my very yes. favorite lines. Yeah, that's his yes. fantasy. He's imagining. I got yes. some big plans for this. <laughs> it trampoline. smells funny here. No, it doesn't. No, it doesn't. That's so and funny. That's the end of his fantasy. That, that, rem- <laughs> that reminds me of one time when I was talking to somebody about like roles that I would have that what I would love to play like my ultimate role and I'm not an actor so this means a lot but like I had a dream since I was uh, middle school age of I just always wanted to be like in a newsy type production but like the one newsy girl that like nobody wants around and it's just like <laughs> hey, get out of here and when I told that to somebody they're like so in your dream <laughs> You are still being pushed away from in your, yes? in your fantasy. Um, that I, you're never enough? Uh-huh. <laughs> I'm going to therapy for it. And um, I work in a dying field. Yeah. Newsprint. But I have a hat. Yeah, mm. you have the hat. But she's got a new hat. Uh, also, but that's another thing that like has shaped my whole life, because I'll just be like, no, it doesn't. Exactly. <laughs> to anything, you it's know what I mean? so funny. Yeah. Oh, so good. I don't know what the movie that's being referenced here, but when um, you get this like wide... Like, oh, yeah. You, it's uh, Gone with the Wind, I it's believe. It's Gone yes, with the Wind. Yes, you, yes. You, get, uh, you get an image of all of the injured children. And you, <laughs> Beautiful. I'll take care of it. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Just nails A it. caution sign yeah. very far away. That's what I was um, yeah, thinking of earlier, because we get... Two very distinct ones, and it's this uh, Gone with the Wind and the Looney Tunes one later, which is like, Bob Anderson, take a fucking bow. It's so good. (laughs) Take a bow. I said, take a bow. Uh, But yeah, uh, it's so funny because Homer tries to return uh, the trampoline and Krusty. (laughs) just keep on driving. With a gun. It's so good. And uh, yeah, we get this moment here where he throws, where Homer throws the trampoline off a cliff. Very Mm -hmm. uh, Looney Tunes. And, um, and he's like, well, that's the end of Mr. Trampoline. That's right. <laughs> and it looks precisely like the Roadrunner cartoons. It's so yeah. beautiful. Yeah. And even even mentioning cartoons, just like, well, a classic cartoon animation style, like, or, you know, like in a cartoon, uh, the cliff would have fallen <laughs> like, off and you just right. hear like wolves. And but it goes, it like goes from day to night, wolves, and it's like... I'm thirsty. That's such a funny thing to say. Yeah, yeah because... I think we forgot to mention that the trampoline bounces and then bounces on top of Homer and then he gets plunged into this cliff. Into the side of the cliff. But it's, it's so, so funny that that's the level of realism they're bringing to this moment. And they go like... back and forth like three times because it's, you know, the thing falls and then it he gets nailed into the side of the cliff. And then it's it goes back to real where he's like, I'm thirsty. <laughs> Because I'm a human yeah. who needs to drink who water. Hasn't had al- like it's just so good. And it's... then it breaks off anyway, and he falls oh, off the cliff. Yeah, and... I, uh, I yeah, I really like him calling it Mister Trampoline and uh, <laughs> checkmate, Mister Trampoline. But one day you'll rust, and then this crazy maniacal laughter, drawn so well. And I, I really did like the idea of like if you really want something to get stolen, just put a bike lock on it. <laughs> yeah. That to me, I think about that every time I am in need of a bike lock. Yeah. and I think honestly it. 
to stop me from getting a bike lock because I go, what's the deal? Somebody's just going to steal it. Mm-hmm. <laughs> and that is a whole episode in itself. Oh, yeah. I know. I know. But then this leads us to the shock of all shocks, what this episode is actually about. Yeah. And after the, like 10 minutes of this. After 10 minutes. Of pure joy. Yeah. I mean, <laughs> so just, funny. Homer says the line... I, it's, I just can't believe how hard of a right turn this episode takes, but it still feels organic. At least I'm out here trying new things. If it were up to you, he's talking to Marge, of course. If we're up to you, all we do is work and go to church. <laughs> and then that leads us into the main storyline of Marge feeling like, oh, she's a nag and yeah. she needs to change. Yeah. And, Crazy. And yeah, he says that she never does anything fun. And she's like, I can name 10 fun things I did. I made sloppy joes. Yeah. <laughs> uh, so we actually have this moment of her kind of talking to the kids, kind of confronting them about whether or not she's a nag. So let's play that clip here. Kids, tell me the truth. Am I no fun? Do I just nag all the time? Um, uh, well, uh... You should have called. I was very worried. Hmm, we're on a tight budget here. Bart, watch your language. You are not going to perform that operation yourself. Hmm. <laughs> See, Marge. I didn't realize people saw me that way. Are you mad? No, I'm fine. I'm going to my sister's now. Ooh, careful there, Marge. Almost nicked me. <laughs> <laughs> That's my favorite. It's so good. And uh, yeah, both of the Simpson parents have uh, nearly manslaughtered in this episode. Yeah. Uh, vehicular manslaughter. But anyway, uh, I love that he she goes to Patty and Selma. Um, I forget the first line, but they're kind of just checking her. Oh, her blood pressure's through the roof. And I don't like this urine <laughs> sample one, one bit. bit it's so silly. On oh, my God. I love silly things. Me, too. More, please. Yes, it's absolutely. It's so great. Uh, and this basically gets them into Brad Goodman, who they are recommending. And Brad, of course, is voiced by Albert Brooks. Uh, and this is this is this kind of uh, you know self help guru. He's someone who's going to kind of like help you solve uh, any number of problems, right. including nagging, 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 nagging. Sorry, the TV <laughs> does that sometimes. Yeah, but before that, geriatric profanity disorder. <laughs> um, yeah, and this is basically, excuse me, <clears throat> like a fill in for a Tony Robbins esque yeah. person, which you know, as we discussed, all the rage in the nineties. Coming back strong in the 2019s. Yes. Um, because everybody is panicking all the time. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Uh, if it doesn't spark joy. Hey, you know, oh, don't get on. me on that path. That's a whole other so podcast. All right. Maybe. Uh, okay. <laughs> uh, there was a moment in the Brad Goodman thing that I thought was great of just kind of like commenting on uh, hosts in general. Uh, he has uh, one of my very favorite actresses on. I loved her in that thing she was in. <laughs> I loved yeah. her in the thing. I may have I written this down <laughs> wrong, but I like what I wrote of uh, unrehearsed testimony from powerful celebrities. Maybe that was something he said, too. Um, Yes, and then I think maybe one of the books is called Adjusting Your Self-A-Stat. Maybe that's something. (laughs) Um, But then this leads us to one of the best moments ever committed to really any form of fiction, any TV, any media. Truly, it's um, it's Julia's favorite thing, and it's, it's what f- we mentioned earlier on. It's my favorite thing in in the entire world. It um, really is. And I'm married, wow. <laughs> and I have several daughters. Mm. So think about that. Yeah, Albertina Brooks. <sighs> Marge is sitting on the couch. The door opens. <laughs> Homer struts in. 
Definitely a strut. Definitely a strut. His eyes, not quite sure. Are they glassy? Don't know what's happening. He just strut, strut, strut. What up, Marge? (laughs) (laughs) That's it. What up, Marge? It is three. What up, Marge? Beautiful. (laughs) Apropos of nothing, which is my favorite thing of anything, as I mentioned, silly things often fall into this category. It's beautiful. Yeah, it's so funny and so silly, and it doesn't, it's it's just that little glimpse into who the family really is when there isn't something happening. Right. Like, they're just being fun. It's just like Bart petting the dog and being nice. It's just kind of like... You know, they really are some family, these Simpsons. For for now we know, having written a book, Allie. Yeah, oh yeah. Now we know so much. I know, right? uh, 100 things the Simpsons fans should know and do before they die. Good job. And um, I forget, you know, uh, that I know so much about the Simpsons now, (laughs) given that we've written a book. But we wrote a chapter about like the intricacies of animation uh, production and how long it takes to get an episode on the air and what it goes through and all of this, which makes it even more delightful that this like inane doesn't do anything. Beautiful moment was preserved and I love it so much. Yeah. yeah it's really funny. Cause like anytime that you see a cartoon that's bad, it's always kind of impressive. Cause just like, wow, they really like, they still had to animate this really stupid line. Like, I remember some classic cartoon, like something older that probably Hanna-Barbera or something. There was just this thing of someone asking, like, have you seen my white dog? And then they said, no, I've seen a brown dog. And then, like, that was it. And I was just kind of like, why did they animate that? <laughs> and that took eight months. Yeah. That took um, 17 someone's years. Someone's marriage crumbled because yeah. someone was staying overtime yeah. over there. you got to make the dog brown. You don't get it. <laughs> it's like um, that really great Pat Oswalt bit, Deathbed the Bed That Eats oh, People. Oh, yes. Yeah. So someone had <laughs> like, bagels. People, they'd hammered. His arm must have gone out. He had to tell his wife he was going to come home late. It's great. Just look it up. Uh, we, we get that name of the first sponsor from... Uh, 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 Troy McClure. Yeah. Oh, uh, smoke yourself thin. Yes, oh, that yeah. was the one. Smoke, smoke yourself thin. <laughs> smoke yourself thin. Get confident, stupid. And, uh, yeah. I love the line. Uh, put the you in improvement. <laughs> I love it. I mean, every Troy McClure moment is so great. And and the truly, bread. we get two for two with them, both Phil <laughs> yeah. Hartman and Albert Brooks. When he's like the Brad Goodman something or other, <laughs> yeah. he's yeah, like so struggling good. to yeah. read the cue cards. Just every part about it is it's just so good. I know we touched on this earlier, but I want to reread the line. A few weeks ago, I was a washed-up actor with a drinking problem. Then he gave me this job and a can of fortified wine. <laughs> ah, sweet liquor eases the pain. <laughs> That's something that I need to say more in my life. Yeah. I mean, as you're reading them, like, all of this stuff, you know. Uh, sweet liquor eases the pain. (laughs) I also like the use of quotations in this uh, part of the episode. I may not have a lot of, quote, credentials or training, but I have a PhD in pain. (laughs) Which I think is a lot of, if you have even dipped your toe just a little bit into the self-help area, a lot of people are using these kind of marketing buzzwords to Mm -hmm. get by on, I mean, life coaches, that whole industry. I was about to say, he is a life coach right now. Yeah. Uh, So we kind of talked about like that kind of like the buzzwords and the type of language that people use uh, when they're fresh out of therapy, particularly, you know, the I'm hearing, I feel, and we're going to hear a little bit of that in this clip. Ooh. Homer, did you eat my whole pan of brownies? Uh-oh, you're in for it now, Dad. 
Marge, I'm feeling a lot of shame right now. I'm hearing that you feel a lot of shame. And I feel that you hear my shame. I'm feeling annoyance and frustration, but also tolerance. I feel validated by that. Good. I'm glad we had this talk. Me too. <laughs> wow! For free! Surplus drums of mayonnaise from Operation Desert Storm. <gasps> Brad Goodman is coming to town. Oh, Marge, you and I are fine now. Who needs Brad Goodman? Well, here we are at the Brad Goodman Lecture. We know, Dad. I just thought I'd remind everybody, after all, we did agree to attend his self-help seminar. What, what an, an odd, odd thing, thing to, to say. say. <laughs> 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 that is so funny, and of course, making fun of uh, just about every type of show in the world, where yeah. it's always so weird, like, why on earth are they saying it when they, like, they know where they're going? It's yeah. so funny to make fun of it in that way. Yeah, did the mechanics of TV writing... You know, I remember, God, years ago, um, DC Pearson, friend of the podcast, DC Pearson, um, writing some tweet about like how every pilot episode of television name checks whatever character and people just don't talk like that. Karen, you know, like <laughs> that being. And I think about that every time I feel like I have to do that in a script. But like you see this being made fun of, of like reminding the audience that here we are. <laughs> Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> um, so basically, we're in this seminar, uh, w which Brad Goodman is leading, and uh, the whole town is there. Uh, mm -hmm. So everybody reads the newspaper. Yeah. Um, and uh, it's very funny because he's kind of asking everybody to say what their issues with themselves are. Some of them are accurate. Others uh, are not. You get Mr. Burns saying, I'm too nice. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> yeah, I love it. Uh, and I, of course, love the, the inner children that are, he's saying, think about your inner child. And we get some yeah. really great moments oh, of that. What's the matter, Mo? You don't talk with your accent no more. Yeah, that's Mama good. Mia! Yeah. I was going to say, I'm always interrupting people. <laughs> yeah. That one is so good. Oh, it's really good. Homer's, uh, the food goes in here. It, it sure, sure does. does. <laughs> I love uh, Skinner with his dummy mother. That which is was that's essentially the first so funny. introduction to like his relationship really? with his mom, Really? Like too. it actually not being good. It's so funny because he like just wails on this yeah. dummy. And then immediately yeah. sits down right next to her. We're still going to, uh, I forget what the night is, but like, we're still going to this night, aren't we? Well, yeah. We're still going to the dinner at the Elks Club. <laughs> Have you guys ever been in group therapy with your family members? No. Uh, I once went with um, my mother. Yes, I've done I it. I only go solo. <laughs> yeah, that's good. <laughs> Just Whoa, that's like stand cool. up, you know? <laughs> yeah, I'm think. all up there. <laughs> Usually it's a Wendy's. Yeah, but, uh... you're like, it's not improv. Get back. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. uh, but speaking of improv, uh, we, we have Bart improvise a bit of uh, humor in the yes. crowd here. Basically, Brad is saying, you know, if you're not a human being, you're a human doing. And after that, you're, and B Bart interrupts, a human going. <laughs> yeah. Everybody laughs. Um, classic, bit. classic, and uh, you know we get this moment of kind of like that kid logic. Of he, he he just asks like, and why did you why did you say that? He's like, yeah. I, don't know. I just felt like it. I just felt like it. Wow, such a Tony <laughs> Robbins moment. Oh my god, yeah. Yeah. I don't know. I do what so I feel. <laughs> I fucking love uh, this small little moment that made me laugh back then and made me laugh today. Um, we can all learn something here from little. 
Rediger. <laughs> His name is Bart. His name isn't important. <laughs> Rediger. Rediger is the funniest name in the entire world. And also, it's so funny to be like, be like the boy. Be like boy. Just the old people in the back. We, we like Roy. <laughs> I liked before that, just the ladies. Because it felt <laughs> like, what are we singing? A little bit softer now? It's crazy. Um, it's yeah, it, it's it's truly very funny, and we kind of get to see that this is catching on, and and that everyone is is moved by this idea, and uh, we get Kent Brockman on my two cents, yeah, um, which I feel like we don't get enough of, uh, but yeah, we we get to kind of feel uh, a little bit what he's going through of the if it feels good, do it, yeah. Um, and we get home, uh, we get Bart saying, you know, uh, today I am a god, and we get that right. Lisa moment. Yeah, why are you sitting on an ice cream sandwich? <laughs> and then the dog uh, licks it, which I, I love. Like, and then he just kind of like gives up and stands yeah. there, you know. It's such a simple joke that doesn't really amount to anything. Again, like this episode is filled with those little pops. Oh man, yeah. so many gags, mm-hmm. yeah. And you know what, guys? It's break time. Woo. Hey, hey. <laughs> <laughs> I need a coffee. <laughs> Welcome back, and thank you, Dan, for that scathing report. As you know, Max Fun Drive is coming up March 18th to March 29th, which has some folks pretty excited. But as families around the world get ready to celebrate this season of giving, community, and quality podcasts, some are wondering if it's just too much. Are they, though? They are. Some people are all for comedy and culture, but with 45 shows offering hundreds of hours of bonus content, plus all the Max Fun meetups taking place around the world, some people think it's too much. While other people think it sounds totally awesome. I took my granddaughter to the mall to get her picture taken, and the mall pod ferry was short. And I, you know, I'm just going to say it. I'm sorry, but everyone knows the pod ferry is tall. Well, I think we should just leave it there. <laughs> Until next time, here's the news you need to know. Max Fun Drive runs from March 18th through 29th. Be sure to listen to all of your favorite podcasts. I know I will. Hey, we're back from our break. Hey. Loved that break. I got that coffee. Hey, <laughs> I was going to follow up on that. Uh, so basically, throughout the next little moment here, we get everybody in the town uh, from Martin uh, to Reverend Lovejoy. Right. Uh, everyone is kind of embracing their inner child or specifically their inner Bart. Mm-hmm. Um, and you see how frustrating that is, uh, you know, at church. Uh Reverend Lovejoy decides that he's going to play that song. I know. Wait, start. Sorry. Uh, Just does it again and again. (laughs) It's just so funny to like experience the doldrums of him trying that and it's stretching out. And that kind of joke is very fun. And then you get the chaos of, you know, the other town jokes of, I mean, Millhouse rising up and and giving it all. (laughs) I want a change of my name. Yeah. And then Martin, just like uh, our 10th caller will retrieve. Free tickets to Super Tramp. Just like, oh that is gosh. so funny. Why'd you choose Super Tramp? Yeah. So funny. I think funny. we've all been in environments, <laughs> especially if it's like a midnight movie or things like that where people are kind of yelling at the screen. Like when people are like hamming it up a little too much and you're like, okay, so you've betrayed the social contract. Uh, we were all a part of something and now you're really going for the gold. But yeah, and it really is just uh, upsetting, especially... You know, in your formative years, uh, 
when you've kind of felt like something is is you and other yeah. people mm-hmm. do it, who are you? And it makes you insecure right. and it makes you feel bad. And, you know, Lisa has some really uh, interesting insight on uh, identity. And uh, we're going to listen to that right now. Hmm. Lisa, everyone in town is acting like me. So why does it suck? It's simple, Bart. You've defined yourself as a rebel, and in the absence of a repressive milieu, your societal niche has been co-opted. I see. Ever since that self-help guy came to town, you've lost your identity. You've fallen through the cracks of our quick-fix one-hour photo instant oatmeal society. What's the answer? Well, this is your chance to develop a new and better identity. May I suggest good-natured doormat? Sounds good, sis. Just tell me what to do. <laughs> yeah, so oh, perfect. That's the best joke. Uh, God but, damn it. <laughs> but we get good to... Doormat? God Sounds damn good. it. Uh, we, we get to do what you feel... Day, which I forgot to mention is uh, a much better version than do what we tell you to do or do what we say day, which was invented by the Germans. <laughs> German yeah. settlers in 1946. I love that so much. Um, something that I knew that Julia would appreciate and that Jordan Morris would appreciate is Marge and overalls. Yeah. We, we love when the Simpsons wear different outfits. Yes. And that's and then a good one. <laughs> Just like in a garbage bag. I, I oh my god! It. Oh, I, I could finally dress how I want without being hassled <laughs> by the man. Uh, and then uh, Apu just like breaks out in front of them, uh, saying "Cowabunga!" But the a line that I didn't even realize is from The Simpsons that I say all the time is just calling ice cream iced cream. Yeah, it's so funny. I mean, this I've so-called loved... iced cream. <laughs> that that Burn Smithers moment is so great. Um, Smithers, uh, of course feeling vulnerable taking this opportunity in the spirit of the festival i would like to say that i i love you in those colors <laughs> oh and who then, am i kidding the boathouse was the time see, so that's another example like i would love to see a full episode of that story oh, and then yeah. a full episode of the the troy mcclure brad goodman's it's like so mm. many different things something so we obviously credit the uh, and praise uh the the animation on the simpsons but something that was bizarre to me is that the band behind james brown does not move at all like <laughs> the horns are going there's, there's not a, a lot of single corner movement. cutting in this episode it's it's so weird. In the last scene, there Bob is a Anderson. static... Bob Anderson. What were you doing? Well, he was trying to keep his job. Um, there's a <laughs> static uh, shot of the Simpsons watching TV, and I'm not sure it's intentional or not. Yeah, it was an interesting one. But we get... we Of course, we had to have uh, I Feel Good, and uh, you know, it makes a lot of sense. But basically, things start to uh, run amok. Mm-hmm. Uh, someone didn't screw in uh, whatever it is that keeps the stage together. Yes, the bandstand. Uh, basically, we get, uh, you know, Willie didn't oil or grease up the, the Ferris, Ferris wheel, uh, which unleashes like zoo animals. It goes it's into right. the zoo, actually yeah. very. They're funny. headed for the old mill. No, we're not. <laughs> well, let's go there anyway and have some cider. Yeah, <laughs> yeah, just total anarchy chaos. Oh, and also just in terms of like that old cartoon references when we get the moment of just like, it's you know, get the little boy. It's his fault. We just get Eep, which of course <laughs> is, you know, the yeah. runner. Uh, and it's funny because we get Marge saying, just like, if only I had nagged more. And like, we do kind of learn the lesson. Uh, well, actually, the entire family struggles just to find out what the mess, the like lesson really is. At the right, end. right, at the right. End, yeah. And the clock is ticking on the episode. So I think that's why we get, you know, we talk a lot of, on this podcast about like this very quick, like wrap up ending, which 
I love. But that's why we get them at the end saying, well, the, the lesson is self-improvement is better left to people who live in big cities. No, no, that's not it. <laughs> Self-improvement can be achieved. That's what I'm saying. We're all fine the way we are. <laughs> and uh, yeah, then, then we get the thing of Lisa saying, just like, no, no, it's, you know, it's uh, self-improvement. Self-improvement can be achieved not with a quick fix. It's like a long, arduous task. It's something that lasts forever. And then McGarnacle comes on. Yeah. McGarnacle. And again, uh, that's the running theme where he's like, ah, McGarnacle eases the pain. <laughs> yeah. A lot of easing of the pain. Yeah. In this, alcohol, uh, sweet alcohol makes uh, it better. I forget. What is the line at the end uh, where he, but I, I don't know what McGarnacle says, but someone else says oh, yeah. back like. Maybe you're off your job, chief. Or <laughs> what, what is, is it? And then he's just like, what does it mean? And then Homer yells, it means he gets results, you stupid chief. <laughs> Dad, sit down. Oh, sorry. Like, such a such it's a so wonderful. <laughs> well, McGarnagle really busted up that That's drug then. That's another episode of something I would love to see. Oh, McGarnagle, yeah. yeah. But did you really have to break all that furniture? <laughs> That's so what he's concerned about, it's so breaking good. furniture. Yeah. Uh, it's it's truly such a good, fun, weird episode that has so many things going for it. It's it's one of the best, I think, and it, I would say it's a little underrated. I don't think people yeah. think of this incredibly underrated. Yeah, yeah. Uh, but uh, you know, obviously, there were a lot of lessons in this episode. But if there was one takeaway for you, Simon, what do you think that would be from our talk or the episode of The Simpsons? <sighs> the one takeaway. Um... I mean, just the running theme of The Simpsons, it, it, with this episode especially, it's just a, another example of how it's within its time and then also ahead of its time, too. Yeah. Uh, be, just in because, you know, it was relevant then and then now, I mean, it's even more... Right. It's even more relevant. It's just... I could watch... I could watch that season, but there's a specific, you know, span of seasons that I can watch for the rest of my life. Absolutely. And I will always find something. It, and just when you just said the band behind James Brown isn't moving, yeah. I never noticed that. And <laughs> yeah. I'm going to go home and watch that and be like, Do whoa, it. that's annoying. Yeah. <laughs> that's weird. That's Do it cool. third time watch. Um, and then if there was one character uh, in the major family or just in the town, uh, which one do you identify the most with? I mean, the one that... The, there's two, I, but I would say Mo. Yeah. I mean, he's Let's the most fun to. <laughs> hey, they're going to the old mill. Yeah. <laughs> no, we're not. <laughs> Let's go to anyway. Get yeah. some cider. I mean, I've said that again. This he's another so morally thing that I just... bankrupt, yeah. but you really love him still. <laughs> <laughs> Let's go there anyway. Get some cider. <laughs> Without context, I've said that <laughs> for 15 years, yeah, probably. Absolutely. Um, yeah, I, I'm very grateful that you're a Simpsons fan because it made it much easier to talk to you before I really like knew what to talk to you about. You know what I mean? Yeah. And it was something that made it like it's it was such a good icebreaker when I would see you at shows and would be like, so we both like the Simpsons and then it's so much easier. And it's just yeah. one of those things that's so special. And, uh, you know, having you on has been great. So thank you so much for coming by oh, the show. I mean, thank you so much, both of you. Of, of course. And thanks for wearing that shirt. That denim uh, shirt. <laughs> it's my only shirt now. It cost, it cost you $100. It cost me 7000 Thousand. Oh no, <laughs> that's too much money. I lot. live in my car. Hey, uh, <laughs> it's worth it because you look good. Thank you, sir. I really needed that. Uh, so, where can people uh, find your stuff? What do you want to plug? Uh, well. 
If you uh, have Amazon Prime, please watch Inside Jokes. If you don't have Amazon Prime, I'll give you my password. (laughs) I told you guys that earlier. Uh, But it bears repeating. Yeah, free shipping. uh, Tons of, you know, great great stuff on there. Not just Inside Jokes. It's Uh, amazing. Uh, and, yeah, uh, you must have some mazel. Got to have the mazel. Mm-hmm. Must have mazel. You go inside <laughs> jokes <laughs> to the mazel, back to the jokes. Right, right, right. Back to the... Watch some Lorena, uh, but not when you're eating food, because yikes. Hey. <laughs> uh, and then, yeah, uh, I have a weekly show in L.A. called Golden Hour. Uh, you could follow us on Instagram. Uh, it's every Sunday, 730 I uh, grill hot dogs for it. Oh. Like you, like you roast them. Like you, you tell them who's. I yeah, I, I cook who? them yeah, and then yeah. I also roast make Master them General. feel yeah. bad. Yeah. yeah, yeah, that's good. Yeah, that's crazy. And then I and then I <laughs> yeah, I always go up first. So it's a uh, it's a great show. It's a fun yeah, show. it is a great show. Huh. Uh, well, thank you so much again. This has been a blast. Thank you, uh, Julia. Where can people find you online? <gasps> Thanks so much for asking. You can find me at Julia Press on all the things. I'm just there hanging out. Allie, where can we find you? Thank you so much for asking. You <laughs> can find me at Allie Gris and all the things, and you can find us at Simpsons Pod. Ooh, and everything's coming up Simpsons is a production of Maximum Fun. Our show is engineered and edited by Jesus Ambrosio, and our senior producer is Laura Swisher. Swish. Smell you later. Maximumfun.org. Comedy and culture. Artist owned. Listener supported.